Welcome back to the I Wanna Be Like You podcast, the mother-daughter podcast that will make you laugh, make you cry, and probably make you a little bit uncomfortable. The title of this episode is Don't Tell Us to Smile, and we're your hosts, Christina and Piper. Today, we will dive into the always infuriating topic of gender stereotypes. We'll explore how they can affect our lives and relationships, but most importantly, how they affect how we see ourselves. Some typical examples are women should take care of the home, Women should be secretaries or work at a daycare. Women should be ladylike, while men, on the other hand, should go to work. They shouldn't be nurses or kindergarten teachers, and men should be, quote, macho. Essentially, it all comes down to people that think women are supposed to be soft and caring and nurturing, while men are supposed to be these stone figures that are just there to provide money or shelter but no comfort yeah which honestly can be very detrimental to a man as well yeah because that's why we have these assholes running around that can't express their feelings because they were taught that they shouldn't have them it's so ridiculous so we're not going to list statistics that everyone already knows what piper and i are going to do is we're going to talk about real world situations that have happened directly to us There are just some things that you really can't know if you haven't experienced it. We're not going to list those statistics because, honestly, the people that do care about this typically already know those statistics, and the people that don't are just going to say they aren't real. That's everyone's favorite thing to do. It's not real. Binks, shut the hell up. I guess he's just going to be part of this episode. Yeah, it's fine. Um, But there have been things that have happened to me all my life. And what's mind-blowing is that you're only 13, and you've experienced things like this. That's got to be 14 soon. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'm not going to think about that right now. Okay. But at 13, even when we were just talking about this episode, the amount of things that you could list off, the amount of things that you could list off that you've experienced already, especially some of the examples that I know happened when you were in elementary school. Kids are mean in elementary school. Well, it's not just kids. It's other adults. Like, I mean... principal? mm, I'm not talking about that. But we both know that people have said things to you, other adults in your life, that I've had to call out. Because it's just one of those things where I'm like, you had that thought, and then without a second thought, said it to my child and saw nothing wrong with saying that. Anyway, we're not going to do the numbers thing. Because, frankly, people can, like, let me Google that for you. People can Google the numbers. I want them to hear about what we've experienced. Like, you just in the short amount of time that you've been working, you know, Mm -hmm. in theater and otherwise. And then things that were said to you as a child. Like a child child, not like a young adult teenager like now. Yeah, like five. Like five and six. It's mind-blowing. I mean, I'm just, I'm glad that now we have that policy of when someone says something, we're like, what a strange thing for you to say to me. Well, like Michael Scott it. Yeah. Be like, explain it to me like I'm five. Yeah. So, I was in third grade or so when this happened, I think. It was around the time when I got punched in the stomach. Yeah. Um... I was playing dodgeball with these mean little 
kindergarten kids or whatever. And one of the guys said, you throw pretty good for a girl. And I said, you throw pretty good for a guy. <laughs> and he got a little bit upset with that. I've and literally never telling, been so proud. He ended up telling the coach. I know. I remember. Yeah. Are we, wait, are you talking about the, the same coach that I? Yes. Mm-hmm, yeah, I cussed that guy out. Go ahead. But no, he was like, I just don't think it'd be appropriate for her to say that to me. When he was the one that said it first. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much just said the same thing. Just switched the genders. Oh, sweetheart. The amount of times in life when, when you can say that. When you can literally be like, if I was a man, this wouldn't have been a thing. Yeah. Which just leads to <clears throat> my favorite. We're going to go ahead and talk about this and get it out of the way. Otherwise, I will spend the next four hours talking about this. I run a company for virtual assistants, and my virtual assistants are all over the world. Um, And I had someone, it is majority women. Now, I will say there have been about six men that have worked for me in the time that Cheryl and I have had the company. And I do have to say that three, no, four out of the six, which is a pretty good ratio, were great. They were very respectful. That's did, good. Yeah, did their jobs really well. Uh, had absolutely no problem with the fact that I was their boss, um, including but not limited to my own husband. <laughs> and Piper. I forgot he works for you. I know. Or works <laughs> Yeah. You. And Piper can also vouch for the fact that um, I don't treat anyone that works for me differently. Everyone is treated the same. Um, and I'm typically one of those bosses that if you mess up, you mess up. Like, Let's fix it and move on. Um, Now, if you continue to mess up, that's one thing. Um, Or if you mess up really, really bad and try to deny it. That's, I don't really have respect for that. Um, But David, David will say that I had a work relationship with him and I have an at-home relationship with him. And when I would come to him and I would say, hey, you messed up on this. You need to fix it and you need to fix it now. He would just do it. It was it was really that simple. It wasn't a thing. It wasn't like a big deal. Like, just fix it and then, you know, we'll carry on with our lives. However, there was one guy that I still don't know how he worked for me for like three months without putting this together. But when he found out that I was the owner, he literally quit saying that he wasn't going to work for a woman. That he thought my higher up boss was a man. Which one showed a lack of attention to detail because Cheryl and I are all over the website. Um, But so that was uh, one of the six. The last of the six, he uh, was with us for a while and he had actually messed up a lot. But Cheryl and I, we tried to run our company with compassion and caring. And so we made a lot of, you know, exceptions, I guess. Not exceptions, but when there are extenuating circumstances in your life, like, we get that. Yeah. This guy, I was actually on maternity leave, and he messed up so bad that we finally had to let him go. And because we tried to have compassion, we actually gave him two months to find another job. 
Um, but in the end, he ended up blaming me personally for everything, um, including his own mess ups. And when I tried to explain to him that I just couldn't, we couldn't excuse his, his screw ups anymore. He had, it wasn't like a three strikes and you're out. I mean, he had messed up like five, six times. And I remember him calling me a bully and I thought that was so interesting because you know me, I have receipts for everything. Yeah. I keep everything. Paper trail, paper trail, paper trail. I I had receipts for everything. All of our correspondence, work-wise and everything. And I went through and I take accusations like that very seriously. I take a lot of pride in the boss that I am. So I went through and no, this is not a sponsorship, but if anyone's wondering, Grammarly Premium is worth every cent. Not only does it help me in my job, but it can detect tone. So I went through, I spent a whole week putting our entire train of correspondence through Grammarly individually by email to detect tone, to see if it ever came off as, because it can detect aggressive or pointed and never was any of that detected. Hmm. And so... I realized after, quite frankly, uh, many, we'll call them conversations, but honestly, it was harassment um, from this guy that if I was a man, he would have never dared try that shit. Mm -hmm. There is a difference between being a bully and being a boss. He did not like that he mansplained almost everything and despite us realizing that never once was I like hey can you shut your fucking mouth quit mansplaining shit I was just like thanks so much for your input you know let's move on uh to keep things professional but it I think it hurt his little baby ego that we didn't take his advice yeah and it didn't mean that he was stupid or that he was useless. It didn't mean that at all. It just meant that what he was saying was not valid. He would talk to us about things that we had already done. Like Cheryl and I had to go through a lot of trial and error when it came to our company. So it was one of those things where it was like, yeah, we see why that would be a good idea, but we also know why that doesn't work because we've tried it. Um, he didn't want to hear any of that. I was a bully because I still to this day, I don't know how I bullied him. I was just like, I, you know, it's, it's not that you're not valuable and that no one cares about you. I mean, any other job you would have been fired a year ago, but it was just, it didn't, <laughs> it's not that we didn't listen to your advice or your input. It's that it wasn't helpful. Your input wasn't helpful. Yeah. And we never said that. Because we didn't want to, we don't want to be ugly. Women, when they have, if I even have a tinge of the same characteristics as as a man, as the COO and co-founder of my company, I am labeled immediately as aggressive or um, irrational. Any of the typical words that you hear, or oh, he called me sexist too, which, which is was something you definitely insane. Are not. 
Yeah, which was insane. Now, I will say he called me sexist because at one point he was harassing me and tearing me down so much that I said, I thought you would just be a man and accept it with grace and move on. And he called me sexist because I said I thought he'd be a man. All I can say about that is I wouldn't change a thing about how I handled the situation, but I probably would switch that phrase to I thought he would be a woman and accept it gracefully and move on. Yeah. Like, it's just, yeah, I could literally go on for hours about that, but that was probably the worst situation I've been in, especially recently having to do with, you know, gender stereotypes. Like I'm expected to be gentle and meek and you can't be gentle and meek and run a company. You just can't like you can be caring and you can be, you know, yourself and you can genuinely care about your team, but you also have to be strong for your team. Yeah. Something he didn't seem to realize is that it wasn't just about him. And unfortunately for this person, it is only about him. Yeah. Um, like, I couldn't only think of his delicate feelings. I had 30 plus other people that I was paying that were relying on me. I wasn't going to put his delicate feelings above the well-being of the rest of my team. I just wasn't going to do it. Mm-hmm. It got to the point where I was like, these are the kind of people that are never going to be satisfied and that's okay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like you, you hit a certain point where you just can't let it affect who you are. Yeah. And I hope I'm teaching you that. No, you have. You yeah. definitely have. Because I don't ever want it's you to feel like I you like have to be, down. yeah, I don't want it to be one of those things where you feel like you have to be smaller or you have to make yourself small. In order to get where you want to go. Like, I want you to be you. Perfectly you. <laughs> so that was probably the worst. But I definitely want to hear more about things you've dealt with. Because I do wonder, I have so much more experience in life than you do. Well, yeah. you're. I know, that's what I'm saying. But you're going to see things I don't. And so I do wonder, you have situations... Like the dodgeball thing where you're so young and you got in the car and you told me that story so innocently. Like you were just telling me yeah, because you know, you had gotten in trouble, which seriously that gym teacher can kiss my ass. Um, but you, you're just, you're literally just talking to me, telling me this story. Like it's nothing because to you and in your mind, you didn't say anything wrong mm-hmm. and you're what? Six. You were five, five, six, you know, you're telling me that. And then I'm like cracking up because you said that because without even realizing it, you had the best comeback I could have thought of. And I loved that. Honestly, that was probably the moment I knew you were going to be okay in life was when I realized you had that kind of, I think I even called your aunt Kylie. I think I called aunt Kiki and told her that you said that because I was laughing so hard. I was, like, so proud that you said that. Um, there, I will say, theater is, like, like a second or technically third home to me. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, like, everyone there is, like... Third. Oh, here and then your daddy and Amber's? Yes. Okay. Um, 
Because I was like, like, I was like, who, who else? What? Third. Okay. <laughs> um, but no, because like theater can be a safe space for everyone, no matter what your gender, sexuality, or like what you believe in is. Like mm-hmm. it can be a safe space for everyone. Mm-hmm. But one time during rehearsals for a show I was in, um, me and this one kid who were both so scared of that elevator at the at that um, theater. It's terrifying. Um, we decided to walk up the stairs, and there was this person that was just handing out, like, flyers for, like, a bake sale that they were having and mm-hmm. stuff. And so I was like, oh, this is so cool. And they were like, thank you. And the kid that was next to me was like, why would you be baking? And the person that was talking to us was a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were like, because I like to bake, and it's a lot of fun. It's the, like the person a- doing the bake sale yeah. was, okay. Yeah, and they were like, and it's kind of like an outlet for me. Mm-hmm. And the kid that was with me was like, but you're a guy. Women are supposed to. I have a friend to. that uses baking as an outlet. But specifically breads. Oh. Because you got to, like, knead the dough. Yeah. I think I saw her actually make bread once. And I was like, okay, I'm not fucking with her. <laughs> like, she, I mean, she was beating the hell out of that. <laughs> but, no, he was like, women should be the one that cook and stuff, oh. not men. And they were like, well, that's not necessarily true. People can do whatever they want, no mm-hmm. matter what your gender is. Yeah. And the kid was like, I don't think that's true. That's not how I was raised. And the person was like, that might not have been how were you they were little? Raised. Was the kid little? Mom, he's like, he's my age. Oh, okay. okay I can't. All right. Um, but this was last year, so he's like 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, well, that's not how I was raised. And the person was like, that might not have been how you were raised, but I wasn't raised in the most accepting family. Mm-hmm. But like... I just had to teach myself, like, you can be whatever you want, do whatever you want, no matter what. And the kid was like, I don't think that's entirely true. Like I just said, you can't do things that women are supposed to do in the workplace. Oh, my God. And so he was like, well, we all have our different opinions, and I'm trying to respect you, but you're not really respecting me. Yeah. And he was like, you should be respecting me because I'm smaller and you're supposed to. Okay, so that must have been really unsettling for them, too, because you said this was at the theater. Yes. Okay, so they're literally in what should be one of the safest spaces for them. Yes. And they're encountering this. Yes. And I'm sorry, I don't care how it sounds. If you're involved in theater and you're not accepting, you're going to be the odd man out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what? Kudos to them, because I would have just lost my shit. I'm not going to lie. Like, I would have had absolutely no tact whatsoever, and I'm working on that. Mm-hmm. But, like... Yeah, and then they tried to do it, like, with um, someone else last year, too, which we still know. Um, they were like, you can't do that. That's what women are supposed to do. And they were like, okay, look, I've heard you do this with someone else. Yeah. Please respect me, and I'll respect you. But if you don't respect me, I won't respect you. Yeah. And it was like an adult telling that to a kid... And so the kid was kind of like, oh, they have, like, somewhat of an authority over me because they're supposed to be watching me. Yeah. Well, not only that, but just respecting other people in general. Yeah. And, of course, we'll get more into that when we have our show that's fully about identity. But when it comes to, like, gender stereotypes, you know, I actually know quite a few women that do want that, quote, traditional lifestyle. They want to be... Stay-at-home moms, they love to cook the dinner. And you know I love to cook. I ain't got no problem with that. Uh I I work with a food blogger. (laughs) Like, you know, but they 
they want to stay home and they want to cook and they want to take care of the kids. And I think that's amazing. And quite frankly, women that put their all into their family, like that takes some serious unconditional love and commitment, you know, so I've got nothing but respect for that. And if they want that, that's amazing. Like I, you know, I, I just want people to do what they want. And so it's one of those things where it, it, it does go back to what I teach you all the time, which is you don't have to understand it, mm-hmm. but you do have to respect it. Except when it comes to someone else's beliefs preventing another group from being who they are. Yeah. Like that's something else entirely that we'll get more into later on. Yeah. But see, I, I love that you have theater. I feel like they, I feel like theater has really brought you out of your shell I feel like you've learned so much from the people that are around you and that's what I want like that's something else I've kind of noticed about gender stereotypes it seems to be a lot of the kids that believe things like that they also have parents that that I don't want to say don't want them to experience the world but they don't want someone else teaching anything other than what they're teaching yeah like they don't even want them to hear of it, you know? And I don't know how someone, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't want to sound too judgmental, I guess, but I don't know how someone expects their children to be prepared for life without knowing about life. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I have always taught you that, you know, how someone else identifies or who they love or what they want to do for a living, that is not your concern. Yeah. You know, it's it's who that person is mm-hmm. at their core that is your concern. Like, and I don't know why someone would choose to be in a setting like theater, you know? And I'm not saying that every, every man, woman, and child that's in theater is, you know, in the LGBTQIA community. But I'm saying... That if I'm in that community, I should at least be aware that other people like that are in that community. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's it's a weird, it's, it's a really weird thing to see when I see kids say things like that. It really bothers me, actually. Because y'all are like sponges. Sponges? Mm-hmm. Girl, you soak up everything. <laughs> okay. You've never heard that expression? No. It's kind of an old people expression. I guess I don't really use it with you. I use other expressions. Probably ones I shouldn't. But, (laughs) like, yeah, y'all soak up everything, you know? So my whole thing is, if you're going to soak up everything, I want you to soak up everything. Mm -hmm. I want you to take it all in and then make the judgments for yourself, you know? Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, so a lot of my friends know. Um, I'm a natural blonde. I dye my hair red because it's pretty. Um, I'm gonna dye it green next though. That's okay with you. Green? Yes. Oh, I love that. Like an emerald, like Megan. Like the wig I have. Okay, I love that. Like a like a dark green blue teal. Yes. I love that. Um, but I'm natural blonde, and one year I cut my hair, like it was 2019. I like cut my hair. To like the t- like the top of my ears and got an undershave and like styled it a certain way to where it didn't look like a bowl cut. If you know honestly, what I mean. y'all, it was so cute. She looked like a tiny princess dye. It was so pretty. I was obsessed. Um, 
So I did that, and I was obsessed with it, and I love the undershave. I actually kept the undershave for about two years. I think three? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think last year, or 2022, mm-hmm. was the year that I finally started growing out yeah. the undershave. Because I just liked it so much, and, like, in the summer. Yeah, and it kept you cool, yeah. Heat. Yeah. But, no, I cut it short, and there was this um, family member that saw it, and told me that I looked like a lesbian. And when they told me that I did, all I said was thank you. <laughs> That's not how you um, said it. How did I say it? They said, um, why did you cut your hair off? And you were like, I don't know, I just like it. <laughs> And that's literally what you sounded like. You were just so bubbly. at the beginning. Oh, my God. Why don't you just, like, shove it, Piper? <laughs> um, and they said, why'd you cut your hair like that? And you were like, I don't know. I just like it. I like it short. It's cute. Don't you think it's cute? And they were like, I mean, I guess. But it kind of makes you look like a boy or, like, a lesbian. And you literally looked right at them and went, oh, my God, thank you. <laughs> I told so many people. I'm like, look, if you make Piper mad, especially when it comes to racism, sexism, homophobia, transphobia, anything like that, whatever they get, they're on their own. Like, I'm not going to be that parent that, like, steps in and is like, you can't say that to them. They're your elder. Like, fuck that. If they're stupid enough to say some off-the-wall shit to you, yeah. Especially on subjects like that, there. Uh, uh-uh. I'm like you're on your own. Whatever you get from Piper, you get. <laughs> I probably deserve. Like I'm not. No. I. I mean, like I your just... reactions are so pure. I just love that so much. Like that is that is the biggest flex I have as a parent. Is that I, you're very sure of yourself. You are very sure of who you are, and and I love that. I've been told by other parents. I had a teacher stop me. At your testing site last year when they asked me who I was there for and they heard me say your name and she stopped and she said, you're Piper's mom. And I said, yeah. And I'm not going to lie for a split second. I was like, oh my God, should have, should have popped off. Like (laughs) she said something. And there was this kid that kept kicking my legs. I know. And you told me about that the day before. So I was like, oh my God, it finally happened. (laughs) I had to stop you from taking in the pocket knife that Sam got you. We're not going to talk about that. Anyway, and I said, uh, yeah. And she said, oh, my God, she is amazing. That is one fantastic human being. Well done. And I almost cried right there in front of these other parents because I was like, oh, my God, thank you. I see the I see the way you treat your friends and people you care about and even people you don't know yeah. very well. And I'm just it lets me know I'm doing something right. I could do everything else wrong in life, and I think you're extraordinary. Oh, thank you. And I just love your reaction to other people's bullshit. (laughs) You know, I will say, there is this thing that bothers me that you were talking about it, too. The fact that, like, I have encountered some people that think it can't be, like, sexist or anything to tell a man that he's not allowed to, like, bake or, like, do, like, girly things, like, wear a dress and things like that. Yeah. And, like, it really bothers me because people think it can only happen to women when it no. happens to men, too. Absolutely. Yeah. It can absolutely happen to men, too. Um, especially in situations like that. And, like, sexual assaults, those can happen to men as well. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's... And that, I mean, yeah, that's another gender stereotype. Like, we've got 
this idea in our head. And I'm not going to lie. It's like all one vicious cycle because the idea that women are helpless. Yeah. And have to be, you know, they have to be the damsels in distress. You know what I'm saying? Uh The idea that a man could need help in a domestic violence situation or a workplace harassment situation or mental health, especially. They're just, like, thrown under the bus. The amount of people I know that... I'm not friends with them, but the amount of people I know that have, like, said before men aren't allowed to cry is insane. Yeah. And I... Yeah. When it comes out in anger or violence. And I'm not excusing those things. But I'm just saying, if you're teaching your boys that they can't talk about their feelings and they can't cry and therapy is stupid and whatever else... And then they turn to these other forms of outlets. Then you've got these parents that are like, Oh I don't know. He was such a sweet little boy. And it's like, mm, okay. <laughs> but like... Some people should just like watch Barbie, you know? Ugh. Everyone should watch Barbie. If you haven't watched Barbie. Yes, everybody. If you have not watched Barbie, watch Barbie. <laughs> we love it. And contrary to that comedian, it's not just about some plastic girl with big boobs. But it is. What a dumbass. How disappointing. Um, My foot's asleep. I do think I should take this opportunity to talk about the good that you can find when you find other people that don't subscribe to the gender norms. Yeah. Um, When I worked at a place where you can get... um, rock instruments and or audio equipment it's pretty it's pretty well-known place when I worked there I got hired on when Nathan hired me I was I was five months pregnant five months pregnant and I had just been fired from my job at the hotel because I couldn't stand for longer I wasn't supposed to stand for longer than I think it was like hour intervals like, I had to stand for an hour and then sit for 30 minutes and stand for it because I had a hemorrhage. And right. so they fired me, and I went in to talk to Deb, your Aunt Devin, and I was just crying my eyes out. And he came out of his office, met me, and talked to me for a second, and then literally called me the next day. And he said, um, you know, I know it's not, like, a lot, but if you want a job, I've got one for you. Yeah. And then I ended up working there for five, six years. Yeah, because I think, like, I, was pre- I think five or six, because I remember, like, at least going into kindergarten while you still worked there. No, yeah, I stopped working there in April when you were five. Hmm. Um, so I was there for six years total. And to this day, that was my favorite place I ever worked. And it was me and 24 dudes. Who were some of the nicest people ever. They were amazing. Every single one of them. I, I don't think I encountered one guy there. Maybe, like, one every few years that didn't last very long, you know, that would work there for, like, a couple months. Yeah. Um, or, like, a seasonal position. But the guys, like, I mean, Nathan and Kevin especially, my two bosses, I model the kind of boss I am after them. Yeah. Because I don't think they ever even mentioned the fact that I was a woman in any kind of talk we had. I was just Christina. Yeah. And... They taught me everything they could, and they never held back. They would ask me to do the same things that they'd ask someone else to do, and I loved that. And I don't think I would have gotten that anywhere else, especially not at five months pregnant. Yeah, definitely not. 
I honestly, like, I mean, I will always have love for all the guys there, you know, especially like Mark and Cody and Hunter and Josh and everyone that really cared for you. And like, you know, your relate, your like little relationship you had with Austin. That was like so cute, you know, but like, he was the best first boyfriend. Oh my God. (laughs) So ridiculous. They just, they didn't, they didn't care that I was a woman. Yeah. And there were times when someone needed something. When I was working in the warehouse, that was my favorite. I loved lifting the boxes and unloading the truck. It it was my favorite. And I I do think that some of the guys on the floor would purposely call me from the warehouse when when a guy needed help taking something out to his car. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because they thought it was funny when I would come up. And the person would always be like, you're going to take it out? And I'd be like, yep. But not only that, but that situation with the delivery driver. Oh. Where we were unloading the truck. (laughs) And this guy walks in with the pallet. And no one has even said anything other than, like, Kevin taking the packing list from him. And I went to cut the shrink wrap from the boxes. And... This guy literally, I mean, I don't even think this guy fucking thought before he he spoke. And he said, oh, you gonna do it? And I said, what? And he said, you're gonna unload this? And I said, well, I mean, me and these two guys. And he said, oh, okay, she gonna do a man's job. And I, because I had been there so many years and never encountered that from any of the guys I worked with, I think I forgot that shit existed. Oh. Because... The, the guys that I worked with would never fucking dare say that shit to me. I went, what? And I gotta tell you, that guy obviously at least had a pair on him. Because I'm standing there with a box cutter. Yeah. That's a good way to get cut. And he said, she gonna do a man's job? She better get back in that kitchen and bake that cake. That's what he said. I would have, like, cut him up and then baked him into a And then I got a call from that company, from the higher up at that company later, apologizing to me. That truck driver got fired. As he should have. I'm like, you came into my house, into my place of work, with my family, essentially, and thought you were going to say that shit to me, and it was fine? hmm I mean, the audacity. Seriously. But the guys that I worked with, they were amazing. And those, they honestly were a gauge for the rest of, like, any guy I got close to. Just because, again, they never cared that I was a woman. Yeah. I was just Christina. (laughs) And then you know that when David and I first started dating, like, after he met you and, you know, all that. It was love at first sight. He just automatically loved me, right? Yes. But, no, I mean, after all that, he asked me at one point how much of your daycare he needed to pay for. He's not, he wasn't, like, my parent at the time. I know, but that's one of those, he had had been with other women that made him do that. And that's one of those gender stereotypes that, that, that was really messed up. Like, David wasn't your dad, and he didn't create you. Yeah. Why, I I remember being so confused, and I was like, why would you pay for that? Yeah. And he was like, well, you know, because we're together. I was like, okay, but we're not married. And also, she's not yours. Yeah. Like, yes, you know, he he is your second dad and, you know, everything. We're all very close. But it was just one of those things where I was like, who told you that it was your job to pay for your girlfriend's kids' stuff? 
and even after we lived together, even after we moved into the cottage before we were married, yeah, I, I, I never, it was not David's job to pay for your stuff. Like, he would buy you things because he loved you. Yeah. You know, like, and he'd take you shopping and get yeah, you clothes. Yeah, like, would have or... the bond with, like, D&D and stuff. Yeah, and y'all would go and y'all would have, like, you know, y'all go to the movies or go get ice cream or whatever it was. Or, or he'd take... Or something. Yeah, or he'd, yeah, he'd take you to get comics or books at Novel. Yeah. Or he'd, you know, buy you clothes at Target or whatever. But when it came to things like, when it came to, like, your daycare or, like, fees that you had to have for school or like fundraisers that you would do for school like that wasn't someone had instilled in David that as the man in the house it was his job to take care of those things and I honestly can't imagine the kind of stress that that could have that would that did put him under when you know a year before that he didn't have he didn't have a kid yeah you know what I'm saying yeah and and I commend him for, for wanting to do that, but that's definitely one of those stereotypes where I'm like, it is not your job to take care of me. And even now, I think we have a strong marriage because of that. Like, even now, I tell David all the time, I don't need you. Yeah. I love you, and I choose you now and every day, but I don't need you. Because need will eventually go away. Yeah. And I never wanted to be with someone because I needed them. That that probably, what that happened definitely when I had you. I wanted to make sure that I the only person I needed was me. Yeah. So. Me sometimes. Always you, always my children, um, but not enough to be like, don't leave me. Like, please, honey, see the world. Mommy loves you. I thought you were about to say, please get out of my house. No. <laughs> like, if you decide you want to travel, like, see the world, baby. Mommy, be here when you get back. Or like, go to college. Yeah. I'll be here when you get back. You know? When you first started theater, I mean, when you really started doing theater, did you ever have a moment where you were, like, shocked by a gender norm being thrown out the window? Or were you just like, yeah, okay, whatever? With, like, anyone. Have you ever had have you ever had a moment of that? Because I'd like to think that you haven't, but have you ever encountered something that I didn't prepare you for? No. Where you felt uncomfortable or? Well, I mean, no, no, actually, there's nothing that I can think of, because like, you've pretty much pr- prepared me for like pretty much everything that has happened so far in my life. Um. I mean, there will be things that happen to you that I can't yeah, prepare I know. you for. But. No, honestly, I just, I don't know. Especially with the shows that we watch, I was like, hmm, I'm not surprised that that's how they live or that's what happened. Shows like, I don't know, Shit's Creek, per se. Mm -hmm. Like. Per se. Per se. Per chance. (laughs) Hence, forthwith. (laughs) But, I don't know, there's just things that you've taught me and certain shows. Like, Shit's Creek, Heartstopper, and like. Even, like, just, like, the smaller, like, weird Disney Channel shows that even, like, <clears throat> show representation mm-hmm. for things like gender norms and sexuality and, like, just the smallest things that have taught me things, too. So, there wasn't... Well, see, that's what I mean by sponge. Yeah. Oh. You see. Yeah. That makes sense now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, everything that happens when I'm in theater, I'm, like, I'm not shocked that that happened, not shocked that this is happening, not shocked that that's who they like or whatever. Like... Just be you, and, like, just, I don't understand why people can't just, like, accept that mm-hmm. or anything, 
But, um... Well, I know it makes you mad. I've seen you get pretty mad about stuff like that before. It's with specific people that shouldn't be saying things like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, and you're you're a lot like me, in, and you would be, of course, but in the sense of when it comes to gender norms or sexuality or, like, it's one of those things where the biggest hang-up I've always had is when someone's like, oh, men shouldn't do that or women shouldn't do that. I'm like, how does this really affect you? Yeah. How How is this really affecting you? Other than getting your panties in a bunch, how is it really, is it really affecting your life? Because if it's not, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm yeah. just like, I what? How, I'm like, this is a very strange hill for you to die on. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I hope that you know that now and and continue to know that. I do. And I do hope. And, and I love that the boys have you. Yeah. Because Jay and Milo both, I'm not worried about that at all. With them having you around and, and me for that matter and David, they won't. I don't think we have to worry about Jay or Milo ever pushing those stereotypes on someone they're with. Yeah. Male or female. You know, I just don't see them doing that. And in turn, I don't see them feeling burdened by the same kind of things that David was burdened by, thinking he had to do for his family, you know? Getting David to leave the other job to pursue his passion in theater and in set design was so hard for him. Because the idea that I would be the major breadwinner, he felt like he wasn't doing something right. Yeah. And... He was so unhappy. And, I mean, look at him now. He's, like, the manager. I know, and now he's literally got his dream job, and he gets to still do set design. And I don't think he would have had those opportunities if he had still been at the other place. Yeah. You know, and that's what I wanted. Like, I never intended to have the company I have, but I love my company. Yeah. I love it. It's so important to me. And I love the team that I have. And I love... 90% 90% of our clients, <laughs> which is a pretty good ratio, I have to say, because, you know. The other 10% are just sitting somewhere else. They just need a hug. It's yeah. fine. Um, but Maybe with permission, um, they need a hug. Uh, but, no, I hope I'm teaching you that. And, I, and I'm glad you have theater, and I hope you continue to do that. And I, I think that surrounding yourself with people that don't, subscribe to that kind of thinking is also really important. So I I do hope that I've taught you that. And I hope you know that just because you're a young woman doesn't make you any less powerful than anyone else. Thank you. So we would love to hear from you guys. If you have any stories you want to share Or if you've experienced any kind of situation where gender stereotypes were just thrust on you or put you in a situation that you didn't feel comfortable being in, um, or you were told you couldn't do something because you were a man or a woman, we would love to hear about it. And I would honestly love to hear if it discouraged you or if it motivated you because a lot of the stereotypes I've dealt with, they really just make me want to stick it to whoever said it to me. 100%. Yep. It just makes me want to prove them wrong. So we would love to hear about your experiences. 
If you'd like to share anything with us, you can reach us at Christina at I want to be like you dot com. Next week, we have There Are Plenty of Fish in the Sea, where we explore my decision to become a pescatarian. The reason why I decided to become will probably surprise you and <laughs> think I'm crazy. <laughs> and later on this season, we will talk about dating as a single mom and how we handled the talk and much more. Thanks so much for tuning in, guys. If you want to join us for some behind the scenes and everyday fun, feel free to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. And don't forget to hit that like and follow button on this channel so you never miss an episode.